Welcome to the Golden Hills Podcast Daily, where you can spend a few minutes each day with us to meditate on God's Word. Now, here's today's encouraging message. Hello, everyone, and thank you for taking the time to join us for today's podcast. Carla and I are enjoying listening to these and finding great encouragement and are very grateful for the many teachers God is using to bring His Word to us every day. We also are very grateful for Pastor Phil and the staff and the elders and the leaders of our church who are doing a great job guiding us through this very difficult time. I know you join Carla and me in praying for them every day, and we are grateful for God's hand upon their leadership. You know, recently I was talking with one of my grandchildren uh, about something we needed to do, and I gave him some instructions. And to my surprise, I found that I was being debated with rather than obeyed. Now, I can't really blame the little guy. What I was asking him to do was seem probably odd to him. He couldn't see the whole picture, and I didn't explain a lot. So he probably had a hard time trusting and obeying what I was trying to say. But what struck me from that was not his debating with me, but the fact that God reminded me that I often do the same thing with him. That many times when I don't see the whole picture, I don't understand, or I'm not in agreement with what he's asking, I find myself debating with what God has said. And I'm not alone in that. Maybe you struggle with the same thing, but I also know the disciples did as well. In one of my favorite passages in the Bible, in John 11, we have the famous story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. He was ministering in the north country around the Sea of Galilee when he got word that his good friend Lazarus was sick. You who know the story understand that he said, we're going to wait two more days, which seems a bit odd. And in that time frame, Lazarus dies. But it's what Jesus tells the disciples. It's what he eventually comes and tells to Martha and Mary, the grieving sisters of the dead man. And their response to Jesus, that really spoke to me. Because I realize at times my commitment is not to Christ or his word. My commitment is to doing what I think I can understand, what I can explain. Oswald Chambers once reminded us that loyalty to Jesus means we have to step out where we don't see anything. Loyalty to my notions means that I have to clear the ground first by my intelligence. I have to understand it. But faith is not intelligent understanding, he said. Faith is deliberate commitment to a person when I see no way. And he asked the question, are you debating whether to take a step of faith in Jesus? Or are you waiting always to see how you can do the thing yourself? The disciples were at a time with Jesus when there was a lot of turmoil going on back in Jerusalem. And Jesus said to them in John 11 and verse 7, let's go back to Judea. But the disciples said, Rabbi, a short while ago the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet, and yet you are going back? You see, Jesus said, let's go to Judea, but the disciples began to debate with him because they didn't understand or see the wisdom in his words. You know, when I was reading that, I thought about how many times I do the same thing and why Jesus is calling me not to be afraid of anything, but simply to trust and obey him, not to operate in my own strength or understanding, but in his. And I realized that we can trust and obey him because we can always know that Jesus is good with his word. 
He will always do what he says. In fact, in this case in John 11, he had already told the disciples in verse 4, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory that God's Son may be glorified through it. Jesus told them, this disease that you've heard about, this sickness that you've heard about in Lazarus, we're not in any hurry to get back because this this illness is not going to end in death. Jesus never said that Lazarus wouldn't die. He simply said it wouldn't end in death. And for the true follower of Jesus, do you know that's always true? No matter what we face, it never ends in death for us. Paul told the Romans in Romans chapter 8 that we live in a body of flesh, a body of death, but Jesus is going to raise to life those who live by him in the Spirit. It's the same assurance that Jesus gave to Martha when he got to the graveside a little later in John 11. When he said to her in John 11, verse 25, I'm the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she said. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. So Jesus later on tells her, remove the stone from your brother's grave. And what does she do? She debates him, basically telling him, are you sure? Do you remember in John 11, verse 38? Lord, Martha, the sister of the dead man said, by this time there's a bad odor for he's been there four days. You know, so many times I'm like Martha. I say that I believe that Jesus is in control, that I can trust his word, that he's the Messiah, the son of the living God. And yet he asked me to go through things or he asked me to do things at times. And I find myself finding all the reasons why it's not a good idea. But thankfully, Martha eventually obeyed. Jesus spoke and Lazarus lived. And people, there are so many times We, especially during these days, need to be listening to God's word and not the voices of the culture. We need to be listening to a God who can do all things and not listening to the voices that are out there telling us how bad things really are. Yes, it's true. There are diseases going on. People are dying. This thing is real. But we don't need to be afraid. We need to listen to God. And when he asks us to do things, we need to obey him. To trust and obey is the best way. And not only did Jesus say that it wouldn't end in death because we can trust his word, but we can also trust and obey what Jesus says because whatever he does is for God's glory. Did you notice in John 11, in verse 4, the sickness will not end in death? No, it's for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Jesus does things that to us at times make no sense. Your friend is sick, he finds out. So the disciples thought you could go to him and heal him, but why wait two days to go? And then Lazarus dies. The death of Lazarus was going to magnify God's glory so that his disciples would finally believe in Jesus and his every word. He would know who he was. In fact, Jesus said to them in John 11, verse 14, he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe. You see, they had seen Jesus raise the sick. They had even seen him raise a widow's son and a 12-year-old girl. But a man four days dead and decaying? That's something they had never seen before. And when they heard that, they doubted. 
They could not see that God was going to use Lazarus's death for a greater glory. God is always working for his glory, even right now. What's happening with all this coronavirus stuff? Satan is trying to use it for evil, but God is going to use it for his glory. And we need to be praying together that a church will be stronger and unified, that we'll more and more people will turn to the Lord and be saved during this time, and that Christ's name will be lifted up and God's glory will be seen, and Jesus will be lifted up and his glory to be seen. God is going to work all of this for God's glory and for our good, just like he did for Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. Trusting and obeying. And we can trust and obey because we know Jesus is always working more than we can see. Do you see what he said? Let's go back to Judea. And the disciples objected. The Jews are back there trying to kill you. You're going to go back there? But Jesus knew all the time what his disciples could not see. He was going back there to perform a great miracle. You see, Jesus saw what he was going to do, and all the disciples could see was what the Jews could possibly do. He later on said to Martha, your brother will rise again. And Martha basically said in verse 23, well, I know I know in the end he's going to rise again, but basically what? I was hoping you could do something now. All she could see was what he could have done to prevent her brother's death. What Jesus could see was what he was about to do to raise him from the dead. And by the time you get to verse 39, he tells her to take away the stone. But Martha objected. He's going to stink. He's been in there four days. Jesus was about to call Lazarus back from the dead and to inhabit his decaying body and have it be restored. But all Martha and the people could see was a death and decay. Jesus saw life and restoration. People, Jesus asks us to do things all the time that make no sense to us. He's asking us to walk through an unprecedented time of fear and hardship. People are losing their jobs. People are finding financial troubles. Employers are having a hard time keeping the people they love in a job and having to let many of these dear people go. There's so many things that God is asking us to walk through right now that at times make no sense to us. And sometimes we find ourselves questioning God or debating with God because we don't see the whole picture. But God is up to always. He's always up to more than we can see. That's why we need to trust and obey. We need to trust Jesus because he's always true to his word. We can trust Jesus because he's always working for God's glory and our good. And we need to trust and obey because we have a Jesus who's always doing more than we can ask or even imagine. You know, I was reminded this week of the great hymn written by John Salmon in 1887 called Trust and Obey. I'd sing it for you, but it would cause more fear and travail than any blessing from this podcast. But here's what he wrote in 1887. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. While we do his good will, he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Listen to this. Then in fellowship sweet, we will sit at his feet, or we'll walk by his side in the way. What he says we will do, 
Where he sends, we will go. Never fear. Never fear. Only trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Folks, you and I belong to a great God, a good God, whose word can be trusted, who's always working for glory and our good, and one who's always up to more than we can see. Someday he's going to peel back all the veneer of these circumstances and show us how he worked to accomplish more than we could ask or even imagine. I know that you will join Carla and me in these days to listen to God, to trust him, and to obey. We love you guys. God bless you all. We hope today's episode was a blessing to you. Please make sure to subscribe to the Golden Hills Podcast in your favorite podcast app, like Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. And of course, you can always find us on the web at www.goldenhills.org. We hope you'll visit with us again tomorrow.